RSA acknowledges that the information taken from a hack of its IT system in March had been used to breach computers at defense contractor Lockheed Martin Computers. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. And to get a better understanding of the current situation, I'm speaking with Marcus Ranum, he's Chief Security Officer of Tenable Network Security. Uh, welcome, Marcus. Hey, thanks for having me. What's your impression of RSA's uh, concession that the hack and march against RSA and its secure ID token helped hackers attack Lockheed Martin computers. I really don't think that anybody knows quite enough from the information that's been disclosed to know exactly what could be going on. There's a number of hypothetical attacks that you know some of us have imagined from reading between the lines on the initial release could be what's going on, but. Most of those scenarios involve a fairly complex setup for the attack, so it's interesting to see that this has happened. RSA is offering two things. First, to replace secure ID tokens for customers with concentrated users that typically focus their work on protecting intellectual property and corporate networks. And second, to implement risk-based authentication strategies for consumer-focused customers with a large dispersed user base, typically focused on protecting web-based financial transactions. I'd like to talk about both of these. First, the offer to replace secure ID tokens would these be secure now, or would the same problems that the original breach caused with the original tokens still be in place? Well, they would be okay. It sounds like from reading between the lines that, that what happened in the first breach is that um, that some of the, essentially the, the, the authentication seeds, the cryptographic seeds for the tokens got out. So what you would have would be the ID number of the token basically and the cryptographic key. So the problem for an attacker would be to figure out within a particular organization who had been issued which which token. Because when RSA sells a fistful of these to some customer, RSA doesn't know which token gets allocated to Marcus Ranum or to whoever. That's that's our IT people who do that. It sounds like that what what could be going on here is that an attacker would have to social engineer somehow, would have to social engineer the user to try to find out what their RSA token was. You could look up in the database and produce the same hash sequence using using the same cryptographic algorithm. If they issue new tokens that have different keys, that's not going to be in the database that snuck out, so that's that's simply not a problem. The algorithm here is good. It's as good as the underlying encryption system, which is which is very good. So the, the problem is that you know the existing database of, of keys is out. So any new keys are going to be just fine. And secondly, they were discussing the implementation of a risk-based authentication strategies to protect web-based transactions. What do you suspect that means? Let me reemphasize: this is a hypothesis that I have. I do not have any inside knowledge, or I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to talk about it. But it sounds like what they're what they're saying there is in situations where you might be a high risk customer, you want to make certain that people are are extra aware of the danger of having the the ID social engineered out of them, and, and obviously you want to make certain that your your authentication servers are nailed down good and tight, and people people are following reasonable practices. And that would be a problem, I suppose, for an existing customer that had key fobs all over the place and a customer base that they didn't have good control of. If you couldn't trust your users to not be social engineered, then it would be a good idea to replace the key fob that they've got to one where social engineering you know, isn't going to make any difference. Although, I suppose
suppose there's always the potential of social engineering, right? If you've managed to find a particularly stupid user, you could call Bob the stupid user up and say, hey, Bob, could you read me your secure ID number and, and give me your PIN code? But that's kind of an extra special case of stupid. So if you were a RSA customer, what would you do? Well, there's a couple of possibilities here. Obviously, I would make certain that my staff knew to be careful about the potential for social engineering. That's generally an issue with the attacks on the security the security industry lately. That's that's something that anybody should be being cautious about. And then the other thing I would I would do is I suppose I would look at whether or not I had any key fobs that had been used in use long enough that they thought the batteries might be ready to wear out. <laughs> I might see if I could get a, a free technology upgrade from RSA out of it. I mean I think you know what RSA is doing is very good. They're not divulging complete information about what happened, which means that people like me are able to hypothesize what may have gone wrong. You know, we have enough information that we can make an informed decision about the risks involved, but they didn't have to completely dump everything that was going on. So I think they've handled that very well. Their offer to uh, replace the key fobs for, for customers, I think, is pretty cool. It's a pretty smart marketing move on RSA's part. I mean, it gives them a chance to communicate with their customer base, and I suppose you can make lemonade out of these particular lemons. It gives you an opportunity to talk to the, your customer point of contact, and, hey, do you need any more tokens while you're at it? You know, we'll sell you some more. I don't see this as a huge negative for them, because I think that, that all things considered, they They've handled it fairly well. And it would serve people well to follow up uh, with with what RSA is offering. Yeah, I think that's really, you know, that's really a crucial point. Anytime that a vendor tells you, hey, there's a problem with our stuff, you you really want to fix it, that's a clue that there's a problem with their stuff and that you really want to fix it. I remember when they had the recall for, for tires that were exploding on some cars, and, you know, I knew people who had those tires and took a couple months to go in and get the new tires. That's that's not the right way to do things. I mean, if a, if a vendor is taking the, the time and expense and the public relations hit to reach out to their customers and say, hey, we have a problem. It's certainly something that you really do need to take seriously. Their idea of saying you need to be risk-based about it is, is exactly right. If you're handling huge amounts of money using that token, yeah, sure, it's worth getting a new one. If you're just doing your eBay account, yeah, maybe not. It really doesn't matter. It's just a good idea to take this one seriously. And there's, you have enough confidence in the technology that it still is a fairly good security process. Yeah, the underlying technology is just fine. It sounds like that what happened is, is kind of everybody's nightmare with any cryptographic product, which is that the, the individual device keys sound like that's what sounds like that's what got out. The ideal system that does encryption is one that should work if everything about the system is known to the enemy except for the key. The system is perfectly good. This is a case where the keys leaked out. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks for having me. I've been speaking with Tenable Network Security's Chief Security Officer, Marcus Renham. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.